One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 210. When I ask you to think about marketing for your business, what comes to mind? Social media, reels, paying for ads, complicated strategies, stuff you don't currently know how to do, but everyone's telling you that you quote unquote should be doing, spending money you don't have available to spend, overall just a heavy sense of overwhelm. If that's you, I have three things to tell you, all of which I hope you will find to be very good news. Number one, you're in very, very good company. Almost no one starts a business and feels comfortable with marketing right out of the gate. You are so not alone in this. Number two, there's no one right way to do marketing. If you feel like you're doing it wrong because there is a right way, you can just let yourself off the hook on that one entirely. Truly, we're going to talk more about this, but there is no one right way that everyone else knows how to do marketing and you don't. And number three, marketing can actually be very, very simple. Sure, we can let it get complicated, but we don't have to. You can make a very delicious pasta with just a few ingredients. You can also make a delicious pasta with 30 ingredients or more. It's the same with marketing. We can do very effective marketing simply, or we can make it a lot more complicated. Both ways can work. This is what today's episode is all about, making marketing simple, like really, really simple. We can make things complicated if we want. We can have all kinds of platforms and strategies and moving parts, and that can also work, but we don't have to do it that way. When it comes down to it, there are just three things that our marketing needs to do for us. Creating a marketing plan and a marketing strategy for your business can really, truly be as simple as getting clear on how you're accomplishing these three things. The three main things your marketing needs to do for you are, number one, help you reach new potential customers. Number two, build relationships with those people. And number three, make the sale. So a quick sidebar here, for those of you who have been learning about marketing for a while, you might notice some similarities in what I'm about to share with what is often called the customer journey or the buyer's journey. These are the stages that someone goes through from first hearing about our business to considering us to finally making a purchase, and then hopefully becoming a happy, loyal, repeat customer. I have a whole podcast episode about the customer journey. If you're interested, you can check out episode 75 of this podcast. It is linked in the show notes or it's at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 75. Today, I'm presenting a simplified way of thinking about really what is the same thing. So today's episode is designed for those who really want to make marketing simple and straightforward. But if you feel like you're ready for another layer or two, check out episode 75 as well. But you really don't have to. You could just go with today's episode and get very far with that. So all of that said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about each of the three functions that your marketing needs to do for you. For each, we'll talk about why it's important. And then I'll suggest that we narrow our focus in on how to achieve that goal. There may be some platforms that accomplish multiple functions. 
So again, for each main marketing function, we'll talk about what it is, and I'll give you some options to think through. Let's talk about the first thing your marketing needs to do for you. The first thing your marketing needs to do for your business is that it needs to help you reach new potential customers. Yes, we need to make sure our marketing is actually getting in front of people who are good potential buyers. Nothing else you do in your marketing will matter if people aren't seeing it because they never came across your business to begin with. Of course, the first step here is to make sure that you know who your ideal customer actually is. Getting your business in front of a million new people doesn't matter if none of them are actually the people who would buy your products. So the critical starting point here is to really make sure you know who your ideal customer is. When you look at the people who buy from you and enjoy your products, who really seems to just get it? Who do you connect with easily? What do these people have in common? Now, I don't mean demographics like age or gender, but what do they care about? What are their values? How do they spend their time online? What makes them excited? What holds them back? As it relates to marketing, we also want to understand our ideal customer's usage of different marketing channels that we might be thinking about choosing. So getting to know your ideal customer, do they use Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn? Do they search for style inspiration and Pinterest? Do they listen to podcasts? Whatever you can learn about where you can find them online will only serve you. So now that we've gotten clear on our ideal customer, it's time to choose our marketing strategies for reaching new people. There's no set list of options for you to choose from. The way to choose which marketing platforms and strategies to prioritize for reaching new people is really to ask yourself this question. What is the best way to get in front of and attract the attention of new potential customers? Here are some things that you might consider. So first, social media platforms can be good for reaching new people, but I wouldn't recommend only relying on social media because we are very much at the mercy of algorithms and what they decide to show to people. But depending on your ideal customer, one of your strategies for reaching new people might be a social media platform like Instagram Reels, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. Search engine optimization is another thing that we can focus on when it comes to getting found by new people. This is basically when people are searching for something specific in Google or on a search engine, something like Pinterest or YouTube even count for me in this category, and then they come across your content. Really high ranking content doesn't happen by accident. It's the result of careful strategy. So that might be something you choose to focus on. Partnerships or collaborations like being a guest on other people's podcasts or being featured in their content somehow. You can look at paid advertising like Instagram, Facebook, Google, or other online ads. Press features like magazine, blog, newspaper, TV, or radio features, where you would do pitching for these. Word of mouth or referrals. And there are, of course, many, many other ways that people can come across your business. So this is up to you to really narrow in on. Now, what do you say in your content to people who have just come across you that is going to help them decide that they want to be part of your journey? That they want to follow along with you, subscribe to your newsletter, for example. Well, this is all about showing what you have to offer. And at this stage, people are not ready to be sold to yet because they're not really bought into you yet. So these channels, these discovery channels are great for adding value, sharing useful content that's educational, inspirational, entertaining, or useful in some other way. You might be also addressing some challenges or struggles that your ideal customer may resonate with and helping them know that there are solutions and that they are not alone. So you can choose multiple of these platforms or these ways of being found by new people. But my suggestion would be to focus on one to two strategies that you're going to primarily pursue and put a lot of effort into when it comes to reaching new people who will be a good fit for your business. Sound good? 
Okay, let's move on to the second marketing function. The second thing that your marketing needs to do for you is that it needs to help you build relationships with potential customers. Now that we've gotten our business in front of those new potential customers, we've caught their attention somehow and they've decided to follow along with us. It is now time for building a relationship. You've likely heard of the marketing cliche, the no like and trust factor. And in this case, it's cliche for a reason. We really do want to engage people and build that no like and trust factor with them. The better your ideal customer gets to know you, the more you can show them what you have to offer. But more importantly, you can also build a relationship with them. And this will make them more likely to make a purchase from you. So where and how do we build these relationships? Well, we need to use the platforms or a platform where we know we can reliably reach people who have said that they want to hear from us. You might think that social media is that, that people will choose to follow along with you and then they'll see your content. But that is simply not always the case. So few of your followers, people who have actively said they want to see your content by choosing to follow along with you. So few of them actually see what you post on social media, but this is absolutely not something you can fully rely on. Yes, it is one place that you can start to build a relationship. I'm not telling you to avoid social media by creating engaging content, by replying to messages, by getting into actual conversations with our ideal customers as often as possible. These are great ways to build relationships and nurture those relationships on social media. But it's not enough. In the first function, reaching new people, I gave you a long list of ways that you could reach new potential customers. Today, I only really want to give you just one main platform to focus on when it comes to building a strong relationship with potential buyers, and that is email marketing. When I look at the most successful businesses when it comes to sales that I know, there's one thing that they have in common, or at least one thing that they have in common. They are all committed to email marketing. Here's the thing. When someone says that they want to be on your email list by subscribing, they will actually receive your emails. Unlike social media, where people might follow you but not actually end up seeing anything you post due to the algorithm. There are, of course, other ways to nurture relationships. Maybe you have a Facebook group or you do in-person networking. But my main suggestion here that I really would encourage everyone to focus on is email. If you're one of those people who thinks email is boring and that email is just for junk, that's actually a huge opportunity in my mind. Because think about how easy it will be to write a great email that stands out and get people to look forward to receiving your emails. In your emails and in any other nurture content you create, perhaps on social media, your objective is going to be to build a relationship, to have conversations, to make your ideal customer feel seen, heard, and like they belong there. This is all about continuing to add value, but also inviting them to get to know you by sharing things about yourself. You might also invite them to reply to your emails and share things about themselves. This is about making them feel seen and served by your content. And the better you do that, the easier the final marketing function will be. And speaking of the final marketing function, the third thing your marketing needs to do for you is that it, of course, needs to help you make the sale. By this point, we have reached the right people who are good fits for our offers. We've built a trusting relationship with them. Now it's time to ask for the sale. This is the part that so many small business owners, especially creative small business owners, find to be the most difficult. So if that's you, you are not alone. But please hear me when I say you are doing a disservice to yourself and the people who want your products when you don't actively talk about them and sell them. What does it look like to make a sale? Well, first, it looks like directly asking for the sale. This means talking about your products, linking to them, explaining how they solve any problems or address any desires that your ideal customer has, and doing this over and over again. The biggest mistake I see people make here is that they post about a product or an offer one time, and they think that that's enough. Nope, you need to post about it 
over and over again, email about it over and over again. Of course, alongside your other valuable non-salesy content, but send emails and posts and create content about your offers over and over again. No one is paying as close attention as you think they are. And even if they were, they don't mind repetition. After all, repetition is how brands are built. That's how we become known for something. One tip I have for making the sale is to be asking people to take small actions all the time. For example, click this link, comment below, reply to this email. When people get used to taking action with us in our businesses in small ways, this helps them to get more used to and feel more comfortable taking larger actions with us. For example, like making a purchase later on. Another thing I would suggest that we all incorporate when it comes to making the sale is promotions. So whether this is a shop update or a product launch or just a sale of some kind, promotions are a very effective way of encouraging your customers to take action. You probably have a bunch of people on your email list or in your community who want to buy your product. They might even be planning to buy your product, but they just don't have a good answer to the question, why now? They figure they can just do it later and they keep putting it off. This is what promotions and launches and sales address. They answer this why now question. So why now when it comes to a promotion would be maybe because it's on sale right now. Maybe because there are a limited quantity of this product and when they're gone, they're gone. Maybe because the price is going up after a certain date. Maybe because there's an extra bonus you get if you buy now. Another thing to think about for this third function of making the sale is your buying experience. How easy is it for people to buy from you? How many steps does it take? How many clicks do they have to make? Is it easy for them to find what they're looking for? The fact is, the easier you make the buying process, the less steps it involves, the more likely you're going to be to make the sale. It is very, very easy to get discouraged and annoyed by a frustrating purchase process and then just decide, I'll do it later or worse, I'm not doing this at all. It's too annoying. So it's super important that your buying process is easy, whether that's e-commerce transactions or signing on as a client, whatever it is, make sure that you are making it easy as pie to buy from you. Finally, you want to think about what happens after people buy. It's a lot easier to keep an existing customer and have them come back to make future purchases with you than it is to find someone brand new and to do all that work of building up the trust again. So to get these loyal customers, we need to make sure that the experience of buying from us is an intensely positive experience. This looks like follow-up emails, personal thank yous, perhaps a loyalty program for loyal customers, and at the very least, gratitude that is expressed over and over again. So those are the three things that your marketing should do for you. One, it should help you reach new people. This is getting in front of new people and catching their attention. Two, it should help you build relationships. So when you have someone new in your world, you want to show them what you're all about, what you have to offer, and really build that relationship with them. And three, it needs to help you make sales, selling things to this warm audience that they want to buy. That's it. So I really would like to give you some homework today, if you'll allow it. And that is that I want you to take 15 minutes to sit down and ask yourself how you're doing or how you would like to be doing each of these things. Number one, how am I reaching new people who have never come across my business before? Number two, how am I building relationships with them? And number three, how am I making sales? And if it's helpful, you could try rewording it as follows. For example, where am I reaching new people? Where am I building relationships with them? And where am I making the sales? As we discussed, there are so many different options for marketing strategies and platforms, many different options for each of these three core marketing functions. And I really do believe you'll be best served by just focusing hard on one or two things in each of these categories. 
So you might be sitting here wondering, okay, how do I narrow down this huge long list of things that I could be doing to reach new people, to nurture relationships and to make sales? How do I narrow my focus down to just one to two things for each? Here are a few things to consider when you're choosing what marketing activities to focus on. Number one, think about your ideal customer of the possible ways that you can engage with them. What makes the most sense given who they are? Where do they shop? Where do they hang out online? How do they make their purchasing decisions? You want to be choosing strategies that are going to be a good fit based on your ideal customer. So if your ideal customer does not use TikTok, that would probably not be a priority to incorporate into your plans, for example. The second thing to think about when you're trying to narrow down your marketing activities is to think about you. What kinds of marketing activities do you actually think you will enjoy? You're going to be at your best when you're enjoying what you're doing to some extent, at least. And that's why it is 1000% my mission to make marketing fun and enjoyable and an actual mode of creative expression in and of itself. Because it is just more effective when you enjoy yourself, your marketing will work better. So if you don't like writing, I wouldn't put a blog at the center of your marketing efforts. If you love having conversations, maybe look into getting booked on podcasts. If you love to record little video moments from your day, perhaps short form video like Reels or TikTok, Think about what you like and lean into that. The third equally important thing to consider when it comes to figuring out how to narrow down all these potential things you could be doing is what is already working. If you're already in business and you've already made at least some sales, you have some information to pull from. There is so much to be learned from the data you already have access to. Looking at each of these core functions, what's already working? So where are your ideal customers coming from currently? Where did they learn about you? How did you nurture those relationships and how did you make the sale? I'm not saying we should only do what we've done in the past, but so often there's good information here that can help us moving forward. For example, if you've been spending most of your marketing time on Instagram because you think that's how people are finding you, but when you start really digging into the data, you see that most of your customers are coming from Pinterest or Google searches. That would tell me that there would be a lot of potential in doubling down on Pinterest and SEO. So there you have it. Again, the homework assignment is to actually spend a little bit of time, 15 minutes at least, thinking through these three questions. Number one, how or where are you getting in front of new potential customers? Number two, how or where are you building relationships with them? And number three, how or where are you making the sale? One final thought to leave you with, and that is that there is one activity you could do that would help you with all three of these marketing functions, as well as making sure that you're creating products and offers that people actually want and are pricing them well. And that is this, getting to know your ideal customer. The better you know your ideal customer, what they want, how they spend their time, what they care about, what they're looking for, and really anything else you can learn about them. The better you can know them, the better answers you'll have for all the questions that we've talked about today. Getting to know them looks like observing them. It looks like asking them questions informally or asking them more in-depth questions like in a survey, doing one-on-one customer interviews. There are so many ways to do this, which I'll save for a later episode. But the bottom line is this, the better you know your ideal customer, the better your marketing will be, period. It is worth it to spend some time getting to know them. So that is what I have for you today. I would really love to hear from you on this one. Did this help clarify things for you? Did you have any aha moments? Does this feel simpler? DM me on Instagram at Lauren Tilden. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful for your support. Here are three ways that you can give back to making good. First, I'd be honored for you to leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. 
Second, if you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, send them the link. Today's episode is at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 210. It's 210. And finally, take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening to this episode and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden. I would love to cheer you on. This episode was produced and edited by Corinne Monaco of Just Peachy Illustration. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.